And if you guys have your Bible, you can turn there. Half this psalm is exactly the same words the entire way through, but um, this psalm reminds us that we need to remember. We need to remember. Um, As humans, we are excellent at forgetting. This is something that we're very, very good at. Mo says uh, that if my head wasn't screwed on, I'd probably lose it somewhere. I'd leave it somewhere and forget that it was there. And I'm not sure that this is totally true because I've had the same wallet for a number of years now. It's not that I haven't left it somewhere and I've just found it and I found it again. But, um, But we all have things that we forget. There's all things that we just forget from time to time. And it's who we are as humans and it's how we act. We are uh, a forgetting people. Uh, Or at least a a people that can't remember all things at all times. Uh, There have been many devices that have been invented to help us remember. um, uh, Like in It's a Wonderful Life, like the uncle that ties the strings, you know, to, to his fingers. But then he can't even remember what string means what, or like we have people like Alexa, will you set me a reminder? Or Siri, will you set a reminder? We have calendars and day planners. We have all these things and these things are, are, are not bad at all. Many of them can help us and keep us from this forgetting condition that we have. But we are reminded here today that we also have prayer. We often forget that as well, that we have prayer, and that in prayer, it can help us remember. It's a great way to bring to our, our heart and mind the goodness of Jesus in our lives, in our day-to-day. And that's exactly what Psalm 136 is. It's a prayer of remembrance. It's as if Israel knew that forgetting would become a, like a common part of our life, So they built in ways to remember. They built in things and devices that would help them uh, remember what it is that God has done for them. And it's it's in this active remembering that our faith is strengthened. And, and, And it's a beautiful thing. It's not always about tomorrow. And it's not always looking to the future. It's not always looking to the past. But in looking to the past, we can have strength for what we're going through right now. And we can see what it looks like going for future, uh, forward. That we might actually have hope for our future. Even amidst our, our current times, we can look to the past and we can see that God worked and that God was good. And then we can activate our faith and just knowing and trusting that God has this under control and that we can look to the future. And we all play a part in responding towards God as we look at these prayers. um, This prayer would have happened amongst the community of faith, where we all get together, we all cry out, and that in that uh, is our active memory, our, like our our total active memory. this uh, prayer would have been prayed as a call and response. And you'll see, I'll, I'll change this first slide. You can say, see the give thanks to the Lord for he is, he is good. And then the next line, his steadfast love endures forever. And it repeats over and over and over again. It's a call and response showing us that as the community would have prayed his, for his steadfast love endures forever, we would have heard multiple voices speaking this into our lives. It wouldn't have just been one person saying this or just 
us in our, our own studies reading it, it, it would have been the multitude of people saying this, and that would strengthen our faith. This is part of what it means to have an active faith in 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 an be in an active community of faith. So with this, I've asked for this, this um, since it would be super hard to do um, with all of us here, I've asked Angie if she would unmute her microphone and that, um, and that Angie will pray the parts that you would have, like we all would have prayed. And then uh, you can follow along and you guys can say your parts at home, but um, uh, I have a feeling that you guys will get the hang of it. So Angie, if you could unmute your mic so that you can uh, pray that that section, that would be awesome. And then I, I will start and then uh, you guys will see how this would work if we were all together today. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights. For his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day. For his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. For his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. For his steadfast love endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. For his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites. For his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. For his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their lands as a heritage. For his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to Israel his servant. For his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate. For his steadfast 
love endures forever. And rescued us from our foes. For his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heavens. For his steadfast love endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this psalm is in an interesting place. It follows directly after Psalm 135, which if when we looked at it last week, the same historic elements in all of Psalm 135 are in Psalm 136 are well. Um, we have creation. We have the deliverance from Egypt. We have victories over kings and kingdoms. Even um, the kings of Sion and Og were, were mentioned in the Psalm 135 as well. We have lands being given to the Israelites. And we have, so most of the elements that we looked at last week are here today. But there is a, a bit of a difference. And I want to um, look at these, this difference the, the difference is the two words that permeate our history as they permeated the histories of the Israelites. And since these two words make up half these prayers, and Angie um, probably uh, said, well, she said that uh, for his steadfast love endures forever 26 times, and that's all she said. That's, that's to get us to sink down, and those are basically two words in the Hebrew language. And they are things that um, are throughout all times and all ages. And they're things that consist um, in this moving life. They are the constants. His steadfast love, enduring forever, is constant. See, like, as we know this, our situations change. They change all the time. They change from moment to moment sometimes. They, they change in big ways and in small. But these two words, his steadfast love endures forever, will get us through every situation. Whether we are made much of and, and we're successful, or whether we suffer and we fail, whether we're in good times or in bad times, whether we're in quarantine or amongst a crowd, we know that these words, his steadfast love endures forever, are a great comfort to us. And the first word we'll look at is steadfast love. And we've looked at this word um, a bunch of times before. In the Hebrew, this is the word hased. The word has said, and I, I don't know Hebrew, so I'm not going to pretend to, but I have uh, word studies and powerful things, tools at my fingertips that help me figure this stuff out. Um, but uh, this word has said, I figured it out one day because I was looking at different commentaries and different people translated this word differently. And I was like, why? Why are they translating this differently? Um, I, I got curious as to the word, and, and it has a far more deeper meaning than any one of them in particular, but yet all of them combined, you can start to see what this word has said means. It would include all sorts of ideas. This word has said has been translated into steadfast love is here in the ESV, um, or some people just have translated it love. Like I believe the NIV would be, it would just say, for his love endures forever. Um, the New Kings James translated translate its mercy, 
so his mercy endures forever. One and the one commentator that I really enjoy um, on the Psalms would translate this as grace, for his grace endures forever. And this word is all of these words combined and rolled into one. And this shows us the depth of meaning in these words as it's being proclaimed. In the, in the retelling of this history of Israel, we are saying God's grace is over it all. He is over the entire thing from the beginning of creation until now. And we can see this common theme of God's love as our constant companion as we walk step by step in, in our lives. And this love, uh, if you look back over the histories, this love uh, wasn't seen or felt at every moment. This grace wasn't seen or felt at every moment. And if you go back and read the histories of the Israelite people, you will see that it is full of doubt, where they're just they're they're it's full of defiance against God. It's full of rebellion against Him. Even though his steadfast love endures forever, those things were present. Because we can also see as well through this time and through the histories, we can see moments of belief where they just had faith that God was going to do incredible things. They had moments of incredible obedience where they, against all odds, they just obeyed God and God showed up. And we can see great acts of repentance as well throughout this entire time. And yet, his steadfast love endures forever, was there for both of them. These moments, uh, there were moments when the people of God didn't see God's grace or love, and yet it was still there. And we need this bigger view of history at times to see the grace that's accompanying us, accompanying us in our presence, and and not only that, but our grace that has been in our past as well. Um, There are hard times in our lives that we feel that are impossible to get through, where we feel stuck, where we feel in a rut, where we feel like there's no way that God can get us through these moments. And then, but then as we look back at, at, at our lives and we see the sweet hand of God's grace in different moments, we can see that, yes, God's love will get us through, that His grace will move us beyond this hardship. And not only that, that the hardships make us stronger, and they make our faith stronger, and they lead us into a place where uh, Jesus has us right now. And if it weren't for these other things, we wouldn't be where we are now. And we so we can look back at even some of the things that we see in our past that has made us stronger and strengthened our faith, and those hard times that we didn't get to see through. And we can say, for His steadfast love endures forever. And this retelling... This retelling helps us, helps like it pulls us out of the moments and puts us into the bigger picture of God's grace and God's movement in our lives, even if we feel stagnant. And we can see, best see the grace and love of God, this idea of Hesed that is for everyone in the person, in the work of Jesus Christ. We are reminded of grace and love when we look at Jesus at, at, at all times. When we do this here on a we- daily basis or weekly basis, his broken body and his shed blood for us, we are reminded of what how deep Hased is for us. 
This steadfast love that he has for us included these things. And we can see throughout the scriptures that it was Jesus who created all things for his steadfast love endures forever. And we can see that he came to earth in the humble form of a baby and lived and walked among us and, and breathed our air because his steadfast love endures forever. And it's Jesus who wanted to be with us and wanted us with him so badly and for all eternity that he gave up heaven to be with us because this steadfast love endures forever. And not only that, we can see that Jesus, for him, uh, you know, as this psalm talks about victories, we can see that Jesus fought the war against Satan and sin and death because his in love endures forever. Um, he, we can see that as he warred against Satan, Satan constantly attacks us with lies and myths, truths, and tries to trick us and deceive us. But Jesus gives us his truth, and he's reminding us over and over again, see yourself through me, and I love you because of this steadfast love. Jesus nailed all our sins to the cross so that we might be forgiven forevermore. Why? Because his steadfast love endures forever. We are free because of his steadfast love. We are clean because of his steadfast love. We can live holy lives because of his steadfast love. I I think of it like this. Jesus protects us because of his steadfast love. He watches over us because of his steadfast love. He leaves the 99 because of his steadfast love for each and every one of us. He seeks us out, he forgives us, and he reminds us of his love for us. And you know what we get to do? We get to remember this. We get to remember this. His steadfast love endures forever. I wish we could do this without forgetting, but I'm not 100% positive that we can. But we get to do the hard work in retelling all the things that Jesus has done for us for his steadfast love endures forever. I think it's interesting that we see in this these 26 verses, we see a lot of Israel's history, but we don't see it all. Just as we celebrate the broken body and shed blood of Jesus um, every week, but that's not all that God has done for us. It's just represent, representation of all he's done for us. And we want to remember Jesus with all our hearts and all our minds, and we can be reminded that his steadfast love endures forever. The second word I want to look at is this word, endures forever. Now, I I don't know how to pronounce the Hebrew word of this, so you don't get that treat this morning. I'm already singing a cappella. I'm not going to try and do more Hebrew for you, so um, I'm I'm not even going to try, but it's been translated as endures forever, or it's in other versions, it's been translated as everlasting. Um, and some have even translated it into eternity for his love lasts into eternity. And yet, as I dove into this word this week, it too has much more meaning than we can imagine than just this simple endures forever. You see, the um, it's interesting because the Hebrews didn't view time as we view time. Uh, 
Uh, and God doesn't view time the same way that we view time either. God stands outside of space and time and, and, and uh, can look at it differently. And we see time with like start and stop. Like we kind of start humanity's timeline with Adam and Eve and it'll end when Jesus returns. It's like this linear, this straight line. And we look at it as constant and ongoing. And well, this uh, precedes this and this and this and this, and it's just kind of this constant line. And we think of, um, well, when I think of time, I think of timelines or I think of like uh, the clock, like it's always ticking. It's always moving forward. What's in the past is in the past and what's in the future and so on and so on until we get to the end of time. However, the meaning of this Hebrew word of time is not linear like that at all. It encompasses far more than that. The idea of time here is everlasting time. It includes it all. It's not just I've read this psalm countless times over the last few years, and I've thought this endure forever just speaks about eternity, but yet it also includes the past. It also includes time as today, as well as the future, and as well as the idea of infinity or eternity where time will just go on and on, or it won't even exist anymore and will just be. And the thought of... um. What happens after time on earth ends, um, it would include all of these parts, all of these parts. Particular elements uh, of time are seen as this endures forever. Um, Some of the words that they used to describe it were ancient times. I love that. So times that are so far in the past that we can only read about them and times that we will never get to experience or will never get to be experienced by us. And some of this idea, uh, some, some of the ideas would mean most ancient. So that's like even bet- before time began, this most ancient. So God, before God created in the heavens and the earth, God still was. And that would be included here. And um, God is the one who dwells before this even idea of endures forever started. Some have even called this time the hidden time. And I like this because it stands um, for times that we don't understand or that we can't comprehend. I like this idea because we can't see it all. And um, that doesn't mean that it's not there. God knows it's just hidden from our understanding. But this endure forever includes future time, as we said. So it stretches from the time before we can remember and goes past where we can see it. And it includes the here and now, but it is so much larger than any one moment. And that is the idea that we are supposed to get about God, that he is so much longer than any, or larger than any one moment in history. I think my favorite description of time that was used as I was reading about it is a non-determined time. I like this because it speaks of the greatness of God. It shows that he knows so much more than we do, that he is far bigger than we can fathom. And I think of it like this, even with, especially with like the situation we're in right now. I love science. I'm not anti-science. I would never speak out against science. And I love that there are smart people who try and figure out difficult things to understand and that they can kind of like get it down and figure out the way things work. 
but none of it goes beyond God. He is above. He is above it all. And it, um, I think of science it, instead of um, dispelling God, it actually describes a lot of time how God works. He use He uses the natural, and yet He can also work in the supernatural. Um, God has non-determined greatness. We cannot measure His greatness. We cannot put it into a calculation because there is no scale large enough to show us um, all that there is to that occupies God. And this time signature of God is from Jesus is is from Jesus as well. This is how long his grace will last and how long his grace has been here. It is bigger than any one moment that we have. So it is bigger than any moment of sin which you live in, any moment of doubt which you can't you feel like you can't overcome. Jesus is bigger than all of that. And life in Christ is bigger than even death itself. We get to live into this infinite power because we are invited into it through Jesus and what he does for us. Jesus, who has created this world, Jesus has defeated our enemies, Jesus has given us a heritage in the spoils of his war against Satan, sin, and death. We get forgiveness and mercy and love and grace and life everlasting in him all because of the goodness found in Jesus over individual moments. We can see that he is so much bigger than all of that. And as we pray this prayer, as we pray Psalm 136, as we repeat over and over and over again, for his steadfast love endures forever, we can declare to our soul the truth of this greatness in these couple of words. We don't come to Jesus to get our own way. Amen? We come so that we can submit. And then in submitting to Jesus, He gives us His grace. His grace is our motive that we live for. We live for His grace. He gives us His love in return. And so, you know what we do? We love Him back. We enjoy Jesus for His forever grace towards us because of these things that he's given us. We are faithful. Why? It says in scripture, because he has been faithful to us far more than we can imagine. I love that there is nothing that we can re do to repay Jesus for what he's done. We are left with gratitude for his grace, gratitude for his love, and its enduring qualities towards us. We get to live lives of gratitude, not because we are forced to, not simply because they are commandments, but because we get to. We get to say, God, I praise you. And if God were to say, why? And we'd say, because your steadfast love endures forever. This is what Jesus has provided for you and for me. Yes, I think that there are times when we don't necessarily feel this and we need to let our soul be reminded of his steadfast love enduring forever. And we need to just be obedient and trust even if we don't feel like it. But at the end of the day, we do this because we trust him and we trust that his steadfast love endures forever because he's been so good to us and we are so grateful for his goodness. God's grace and loving kindness and, and his endurance throughout 
all our lives are motivations for us and motivations for our lives to say this, praise the Lord. We give you thanks, God, because it's the most natural thing that we can do. I think that this psalm shows us that praise and giving thanks to God are elemental, like fundamental components to life in our faith. They build our faith. They remind us of our faith. And as we're reminded, we can be strengthened to continue on in our faith. And so for this, we say, thank you, Jesus, because we are grateful and we want you to know that we are grateful. We say, I love you to Jesus because we do. And we're reminded over and over that we love him and we want to tell him as much. So I pray for us, grace and mercy, that we will sing praise, that we will give praise and not only give praise with our lips, but with our entire life, we can move forward in lives of praise towards Jesus because his steadfast loves, his steadfast love endures forever. He's done all of this for us. And this is the one thing that we can do that lasts forever is sing praise. As we sing praise, we are joining in with all those who have sung praises before us and all those who will sing praises after us. We're joining with the angels in the throne room of God singing praise. When we sing praise, when we give thanks to God, we're joining in something that is greater than we are. And we get to do this as an act of worship to God. So we get to praise the Lord. Father, I pray that we may come before you and just give you praise, not only with our mouth, but with our life as well. In Jesus' name, amen.